Think about the problem that you're solving for those people. Think about the reasons that people called you or call you. What are they looking for you to deliver for them? Only do that if it is something you want to continue to do. I say think about those problems you're solving because that's the way that you will want to talk about it in your messaging, right? When you go out to your clients. Hi, I'm Adrienne M. White. And with over a decade of entrepreneurship experience and launching four successful businesses, I know what it takes to grow your business online and live a more purpose-filled life doing the work that you most enjoy. Brand and Convert is your go-to resource for branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice for coaches and online service providers looking to earn consistent four-figure months through their side hustle. This is the Brand and Convert with Adrian and White podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brand and Convert with Adrian M. White podcast. I am very excited today. I have one of my favorite former clients on. Her name is Melva Holt. Melva Holt is the founder and CEO of Pace Leadership, a boutique leadership development coaching and consulting firm based in Atlanta, but serving clients globally. Pace Leadership helps their clients develop mid-level managers who lead intentionally and maximize performance by increasing their confidence and skill to build trust, deliver behavior-building feedback, and resolve conflict. Melva founded this business in 2020 after an 18-year career in corporate America as an HR and operations leader. She has a passion for helping leaders become their best and developing the next generation of leaders. Welcome, Melva. Hello. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Adrienne. No problem. Happy to have you. So Melva and I worked together, it's probably been almost a year now ago, on her brand and website. Then about a year, February of 2022, we launched the new website. Wow. Yeah. Like so exactly a year. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And she always was just so... Her energy was just like on a hundred, like so positive. I just loved working with her. It was just really great. And I love that she liked, you know, creativity and art like me. So we were able to really get some fun artistic elements in her brand. As evidence behind me today. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm really excited to have you and let's jump right in. So Melva, how did you first even get into the entrepreneurial space? For me, I never saw myself being an entrepreneur like ever in my life. That was never, it wasn't something I necessarily aspired to. I didn't think I had the chops for it, but I will tell you that probably... 10 years into my corporate career, I started to feel like I didn't know that corporate was going to be kind of my end goal. I didn't know what that was going to mean or where it was going to take me, but I just started to get this feeling that I don't know that I see kind of doing this for the rest of my career, which, you know, I remember starting and it was like, oh, it's like 44, 45 years of work is like, you know, when people tell you you got to retire at 65 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that feels like forever. And it felt like that number never came down. So (laughs) every year I'm like, can I do this for another 30 years? And I started to feel like probably not. But I will say it wasn't until I would say the late part of 2018, where the idea of starting a business started to even kind of present itself in my mind. And in 2019, I got really clear about 
okay, this was going to be the right next step for me with where I was going. My sister owned her own business. And then outside of that, that was about all that I saw from my family. So it wasn't something that I was surrounded by a ton growing up. You know, I didn't have a lot of friends who were taking that path either. So for me, it was completely foreign. But I say, once you like start to make your mind up on what you want, things start to clear path. And in 2019, I was in a coaching program with a former colleague that I worked with. I mean, a lot of years prior, I don't want to date myself, but probably 14 years earlier, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, was had stepped out, started her own business and was doing this coaching program. And it sounded amazing. So I, I started the program in 2019. And I would say that is where everything really took off for me and this idea of, okay, let's go do this. Let's step out and become this entrepreneur. And, you know, I credit her being able to answer a lot of questions that I had about the process, the journey for Mm -hmm. me getting comfortable with it. But, you know, my husband was the main supporter. He would be, you know, you have a bad day at work. I come home. Oh, this is going on. He'd be like, quit. (laughs) I can't quit. (laughs) <laughs> he sounds like me. That's what I say to my friends. So I'm like, you don't need that job. You can do your own thing. <laughs> so, you know, he would tell me that a lot. Like, you don't have to be there. Quit. And, and I thought he was like, I was like, he's bananas. Like, he's being crazy. And I was like, oh, no, he's really got my back on this. So mm-hmm. 2019, it all came, came together for me in making the decision, kind of laying some of the foundation to be able to walk away from corporate America at the top of 2020. Didn't start my business in 2020 because COVID happened. I actually walked away from the job in January of 2020 in order to start this business. Wow. So when you when you walked away, did you immediately get into you doing your own business or did the pandemic kind of impact that? A couple things happened. First, I was like, I need to take a break. My last day working for someone else was January 31st, 2020. And I said, okay, let me take some time, right, to clear my mind and just like really decompress, right? Been working a long time. Let me decompress. And so um, I took a lot of the month of February to do that decompression. There were things that were being a website. The first version of the website was being built. You know, some other back end work was happening to get ready to launch in March. And I want to say March 17th was kind of the date that I was planning to we're doing this. Um, I was starting to take meetings though in February um, because I was getting some referrals. So I was starting to take some meetings for sales conversations. So all of that was kind of happening. And then when the pandemic happened, it gave me the space to do a couple of things. First, just to take a step back and make sure I didn't find myself in some spaces that I really didn't want to be in. So I was getting calls like, you would be great to do this. Like, we need this. This would be great in the pandemic. Everybody needs this. And I'm like, yeah, so I know I did that and I was good at it, but I don't want to find myself. Like, I don't want that as a job that I created for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it gave me the space to actually be quiet and listen to what was going on out there and not hasten myself into a place just because I didn't panic because we we had a financial plan and we were like, we're good. I didn't panic. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, one of the real benefits out of starting my own business that I wanted to get was just this ability to control my own time, spend more time with my family, with my kids. And at that point in time, my kids were nearing the end of elementary school. 
and where we became teachers and all these other things all of a sudden at that point in time. So it accelerated that path to spend more quality time with my my family, which I really appreciate it. Like that's a huge silver lining for me personally that came from the pandemic. So I signed my first contract in May of 2020. So it took a couple months and then got started. So we got started in June. And from there, things just continued to build and build and build. You know, it was a slow year, but I didn't know what a normal year looked like. (laughs) Took it all in stride. Mm -hmm. 2021, I still didn't know what a normal year looked like. Took it all in stride. And then, you know, we really saw, I would say, the benefit of the seeds that were sown over those two years in 2022, where, you know, we've continued to grow the business in a huge way. That's a bit about the journey. It was not easy, but it was what it needed to be, honestly, for my growth. Awesome. I have so many questions from everything that you just said, but I'm going to take a step back. (laughs) And the first question I have is, so you said that you embarked in hiring a business uh, or coach in 2019. What type of coach were they and how did you even know that that was what you needed at the time? That person was actually running a program for multicultural women in corporate America. So their focus was on helping to build leaders, women in particular, to get to the highest level within corporate America that they desired to get at. But the aim was to skill them to be ready for the C-suite. For me, I kind of, because I was indifferent, I had this goal of like, yeah, I want to get to the executive level within corporate America. And I did before I left. It all happened in pretty quick succession, but I did get there before I left. Thank you. And honestly, I wasn't looking. I didn't even know what to look for. I had a coach previously, maybe two years prior to that, who helped me in my efficiency, like really helped me grow in some ways that, I mean, I still do some of those things to this day that I was practicing. I learned from that particular coach. And so when she presented the program, I was intrigued because I knew I had success with the coach previously. And I'm like, okay, I see value in this. Even though Adrian, the very first coach I had, I was made to get that coach. I did not know what it was about. I didn't want to get it. My boss was like, I want to support your development. I want you to get a coach. I want you to find somebody you'd like to work with. I drug my feet for almost a year to find myself a coach. So I like literally was like, I don't know what this is going to provide me. I've got mentors in the company, all this other stuff. What's Mm -hmm. the coach going to bring? And then today I'm like, everybody needs a coach all the time. Mm -hmm. So I've done like a complete 360 on how I feel about all of that from my first endeavor with the coach, which was 2016 to today. Nice. So the coach that you had in 2019 wasn't specifically like a coach, like an entrepreneur coach. No, the goal was for me to continue to progress in the corporate ladder. Right. (laughs) But I will say in that time, I got promoted two times. So from the time that I agreed to sign up for the program, I found out I was getting promoted early at the start of the program. And then I was promoted again six months later. Wow. And then you left. (laughs) And then I left six months after that. (laughs) So what did you learn from that coach in 2019 that you were able to kind of translate for your own business? Well, the beauty about that program, give it a shout out, which is the Women's Mastery Program. 
sponsored by 3C Consulting. Today, I actually coach in that program. So I give back to that program in a different way. The focus of the program, while it was around becoming a stronger leader, it really started in who you were a self. And we spent a lot of time at the beginning of the program. It was 12 months. We spent a ton of time in the beginning of the program, kind of sitting with ourselves and determining what it is that we actually wanted. And I would say it was that space, those conversations, those classes, those coaching sessions that really helped me to really frame, okay, what is it that I actually want Mm -hmm. when I'm true to myself and I'm not thinking about what I feel like I need to do for my family or for work or what I think people want me to do. And I kind of take off all those excuses, frankly, Mm -hmm. uh, that wall that I had created. And once I actually like said those things to myself that didn't want to say to anybody else, I realized, no, I really don't want to work for anybody else. I don't want to work for anybody else. Mm -hmm. This is the path I've been told, right? Like get a good job and do all these things and keep that good job and work your way up, right? Those are the messages I had programmed inside of me. But the writing was on the wall for a pretty long time that I actually probably didn't want to work for anybody else. Like to say, I don't really like authority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is sounding very familiar. <laughs> Meaning I don't like others have authority over me. Right. <laughs> I don't mind authority, but I've always been one to challenge the status quo, always been one to lean in and want to do something a bit different. And so once I got honest with myself and clear with myself, that's where it came out in that program. Awesome. I love that. So you said earlier that in May 2020, you got your first contract. What did you do to get that first contract? It came from a former colleague, co-worker. And so I will say all the business I did in 2020 and a good portion of the business in 2021, I'd have to go back and look, all came from referral. So I was putting myself out there trying to figure out what social media was going to mean, especially because everybody and their mom started doing something over the pandemic and social media. But I recognized that, hey, I needed to needed people to know who the new Melva was Mm -hmm. in that, hey, I'm no longer working a W-2 job, but I've got this business and let me tell you about what I'm trying to do. And so for me, actually the pandemic was great because people were yearning for connection and looking. So I was able to reconnect with people I hadn't talked to in like years, decades sometimes, like, and just pick it up. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, sharing that back and forth and those conversations brought business in. Wow. Awesome. A lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to have issues with kind of getting their first few contracts, sales, you know, as an entrepreneur. Did you have any challenges in kind of getting business and growing your business in your journey of the last couple of years of growing it? Oh, absolutely. Right. So I stepped out and then you realize, I realized I had no clue what I was doing. Right. So (laughs) I had all these dreams and I made this decision and that felt big. Like, yes, I'm going to do this. And here's a logo and here's all these things. And here's what I think I'm going to do. But Mm -hmm. the truth is I had no idea how to go about doing any of those things. One of the, um, I would say great pieces of advice that I got from that um, coach that I worked with in 2019 was to actually hire a business development coach. Mm -hmm. And so I hired a business development coach, 
I signed the contract with them in January of 2020. I had that coach and their programming as something that I could work from the entire time. And so I'm very happy I had that because there were constant kind of business development sessions happening. And so I was learning how to put together a contract, how to put together a briefing of what I'm doing, how to talk about, you know, my problem statement, those kinds of things. I was learning it through that business development coach, Mm -hmm. frankly, while I had a lot of time because things were pretty slow, right? Like, Nobody was talking about doing anything when the pandemic first started. So I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was happy that leadership coach that I work with actually recommended that I get an actual business development coach, because I will tell you to this day that made the difference that helped me to know how to have the conversations, what I should even be talking about. And I fumbled my way through a lot of that, but I'm sure you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to quickly pop in to let you know about the cool swag I'm wearing in today's episode. AMW Apparel is a line of inspirational and entrepreneurial clothing for those looking to stand out and make a statement to their following. We provide comfortable and high quality t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, and more. A portion of our proceeds go towards helping aspiring teenage and adult entrepreneurs in underserved communities launch their own businesses. Enter code 10OFF, all caps, for 10% off your first order. Get yours today at shopwithamw.com. I appreciate your support. And I fumbled my way through a lot of that, but it got better. It got easier over time. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. When you're talking, I'm like hearing a lot of similarities in some of the things that we did to grow our businesses. And one of the things that helped me a lot with doing sales, growing my business was hiring a coach that specialized in, you know, sales and business development as well. Yeah, I think that's great. A lot of entrepreneurs, that's that's one of their biggest issues is how do you close the sale? Should they go about trying to get larger contracts or work with the government or, you know, work with people one-on-one and stuff? So I love that you found coaching to be really helpful for you in that area. Oh, yes. And, and you know, something that I I never thought about, didn't know, and wasn't told is like how much time you will spend in self-development as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. way more than I did. <laughs> working for someone else. Like, it's just always top of mind. How do I get better at this? How do I learn this new skill? I'm not a salesperson. That's what I always said, right? I'm not a salesperson, but you got to do something at some point if you want to get some business. So you better learn how to sell something. And so really kind of learning how to sell authentically to me has been a huge part of my growth over this period of time. And then for me, when it comes to the branding and marketing, also like no clue, but my husband, that's his lane. So he's like the secret mastermind behind all the ideas. I have some ideas around like the look and feel of things, but outside of that, I have no clue what I'm doing Mm -hmm. with any of the rest of that. And so it's been awesome to have him as a partner going through this to be like, do this. We're going to do that. Nope, that's not good for your brand. So we got to try this. (laughs) And so to have that guidance, because it's, I'm not wired that way. You read my bio. I did operations, Mm -hmm. HR stuff. I'm a trained, you know, my degree is engineering. That is not the way my brain is wired whatsoever. (laughs) 
So what's your husband's role um, at your company and what are some of the things you started with, how he's helped you? What are some other things he's done to help you? Yeah, so he is responsible. I call him, you know, kind of the chief creative officer, although there are times where I'm really like that name doesn't necessarily fit everything that he does. So when it comes to kind of their original everything, he name (laughs) that we talked about from the original look and feel of the logo, how I wanted to portray the services that we offered. Even though in the beginning, I didn't know what services I was going to offer. I was like, hey, I can do all these things. <laughs> right. I can do all these things. Yes. And very uh, common, you know, very common, very common, you very common. You do. <laughs> and I heard right from the business development coach, I know you're going to need to niche. You're going to have to niche that down. I'm like, but I can do all these things. Right. And, you know, now starting your form, like, oh, yeah, you got a niche. (laughs) However, that being said, I appreciated having the opportunity to at least experiment with a number of different things because I really got to learn. Here's what I really love doing. And here's some stuff that I don't care to do Mm -hmm. at all in the business. And here's some stuff that I do want to have under the umbrella of pace leadership. And I want to to deliver it, but I don't want to be the one to have to deliver the service. So let me go find some people that I can work with, who we can partner with and who can deliver that within the business. So his role has been, I would say, this kind of all-encompassing, very hands-on in the the early days to help build. He created the logo. He helped to, you know, design the, the website from those basic marketing pieces. When it came to the types of things we were talking about on social media, the types of things that I was doing on social media. He was instrumental to those things, all the early flyers, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. post any of that stuff. He was the mastermind behind all of those things. And then just ongoing advisor to even his work took off in other ways as we brought on other resources of like, you know, being like, yes, this stays consistent with it or no, go a different direction. So he's been instrumental for the Pace Leadership brand. That's amazing. So I know you have other people that are on your team too. How did you grow your team and what recommendations do you have for others that, you know, want to grow a team? Well, so this part was huge for me. It's been instrumental to the growth of the company. And early on, someone made the comment to me, they said, what what do you want to be as an entrepreneur? Do you want to be a consultant that does the work, right? You sign contracts with clients and you do all that work and that's what you live for, right? And you just keep yourself full. Or do you want to be a business owner? And that made me pause and really think about what I wanted in 10 years, what did I want to be looking at? And I realized I didn't want to create a job for myself where I would also then be burnout and all the capacity was going to be based on what I could produce. Mm -hmm. And so building the team was critical and being able to do that. And so like today I shun the word entrepreneur a little bit because I'm like, no, I'm a small business owner (laughs) because there's all these pieces, right? Really thinking with the CEO mindset. And so for me, building that team started by first, there was some back of the house stuff that I needed to get off my plate, like bookkeeping. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Finance is not my thing. Somebody else needs to come. (laughs) 
like I will find myself. I don't want to end up in a place where the IRS is after me because I have no clue what I'm doing. So right. let me hire, let me you hire some wanna, help. You don't want to spend time doing something that you're not good at. And then it's like, you know, not good know. at, don't want to be good at. So, right. <laughs> so I would say that's the first, but then when it comes to client facing, the first person that I brought on was another coach. And it was after I completed my own coaching, kind of couple of coaching engagements with a client, they wanted to continue an engagement. And as I work with that, one of the individuals, I knew that a former colleague was coaching and they were looking for clients. And I just, felt like they would work really well together. Like the more I talked to the individual I had been working with, and I had actually done some leadership assimilation work with her to help. She had started a new role. And so we were helping her come up to speed and um, accelerate her, her learning there. And the more I know about her and the more I thought about this other person and their coaching business, and we had worked together in a past life, I was like, I think that that would be a great coaching pair. And she was very open to it when she wanted to extend her coaching assignment. And it worked out and they were, I mean, they worked magically together. So I was like, oh, this does work. And how nice that I was able to, you know, kind of be the matchmaker make money. She got what she needed and then help employ someone else within this as well. And so that felt really good. Basically, everybody that is part of the team I've worked with in some capacity in a past life. Mm -hmm. And in a, most of those cases, those folks have come and found me since this thing has started and shown interest and expressed like, hey, I would love to work with you again. And I love the mission that you have and can we partner together and we found some way to work. And so in all cases, I know the work ethic, I know the quality of the work that they do. And so I've been the single point of vetting. I would say we're at the point in time where we may have to start hiring people that I don't know. And so part mm -hmm. of me is scared about that, but I certainly have experience hiring and vetting people for positions, but it's been really nice to have people see what you're up to and be interested in coming to help advance your mission. And that's been the majority. I mean, I think of it, there's like nine, 10 people on the team and that's been where majority of the people have come from. Nice. Do you have any recommendations to other small business owners on how they can figure out what to niche down, you know, their services or company to? Yeah. So my first piece of advice is even though you may have an actual reaction to doing that, you do need to do it. <laughs> so do it. Think about the problem that you're solving for those people. Think about the reasons that people called you or call you. What are they looking for you to deliver for them? Mm -hmm. And that gives you a pretty good starting point for, hey, I was known for this. People would always come and ask me to help solve this type of thing. Now, of course, only do that if it is something you want to continue to do. <laughs> only yeah. focus on those things if you want to continue to do it. But I say think about those problems you're solving because that's the way that you will want to talk about it in your messaging, right? When you go out to your clients, you're great. That's all wonderful but they want to hear about the results that you've delivered in a real way. And so what is their pain point and how do you actually bring relief to that pain point is huge. As much as you can think about it or even go and ask people that you've worked with in the past, like, mm -hmm. hey, what was the biggest benefit or that you got from working with me? You can gain a lot of intel from that as well in helping you to solve, figure that out. 
Nice. So we're coming into the home stretch. Do you have any final words of advice for entrepreneurs or maybe they're aspiring entrepreneurs that, you know, they've been thinking about kind of doing their own thing, but they are afraid to make the jump or they're not really sure like how to get started? I would say one, if you think it and it's on top of your mind, then do it. That means there's, it's meant to happen. So don't push it off and think that it shouldn't be. If it's happening, if it's coming up in your mind, then pursue it. This is a faith over fear walk. This entrepreneurship journey is definitely a faith over fear mark. There's no way that you can have everything worked out. There's no way that you can have all the answers. It's impossible. So do your homework, do some legwork, and then lean into the possibility, lean into that to get over the fear. And there's a freedom that comes with entrepreneurship, being in complete control of your time that you just cannot experience anywhere else. And so think about that as one of your biggest kind of wins on the backside. That's what I think about when it's tough, it's rough. Oh, where am I going to get the next client? Oh, we need to do this for cash flow, whatever. There's nowhere that I could be working for anyone else and have complete control of my time. And so anytime something's going on, if I don't like it, I'm like, I did this to myself. <laughs> and I know that, right? <laughs> so that I don't do that again. Right. But then on the flip side, I can do all the things that I want to do when I want to do them. And there's just no other place that you can do this. So lean into your faith to get over the fear and just take that leap. Thank you so much. Melva, how can people you know, get in touch with you and stay connected? Absolutely. So you can reach me a number of different ways. I am on LinkedIn. That's my primary um, social media platform, just being that we service um, business to business clients. And so you can find me. I am Melva Holt, the management maven on LinkedIn. So uh, hook up with me there. I'm also on Instagram as the management maven. One of the E's is missing. Don't ask me which one at the moment. Management maven on Instagram, or we also have our business pages, Pace Leadership, at Pace Leadership on both LinkedIn and Instagram. And that's Pace, P-A-I-S-E, People Achieving Impactful Sustained Excellence. So um, feel free to find me on one of those, those venues. And thank you so much for having me. And then one more shout out to my husband that I talked about a ton, <laughs> Mr. Gregory Holt of Pace Media Group. Thank you for your support. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Melvin, and sharing your journey so far. I'm excited to see, you know, where Pace Leadership goes from here. Yeah, thank you. We love our website. So guys, Adrienne does a family, a fantastic job and we love working with her. So looking forward to staying connected and seeing where we go from here. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You made it to the end. We have more amazing episodes like this on the Brand and Convert with Adrian and White podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Adrian and White and learn more about working with me at adrianandwhite.com. People always ask me how I scaled my business to six figures per year and now work full time in my purpose. After over a decade of entrepreneurship experience and launching four successful businesses, I know what it takes to earn four figures per month consistently through your side hustle. 
Start learning how to position your brand to stand out from competitors, identifying the right ideal client that will pay you premium pricing, and crafting a message that connects with your audience and leads them to work with you in my free community, Branding Convert with Adrian and White on Facebook. Join today at amwcommunity.com.